40 years ago this fall, our founders came together to make sure that people in our part of North Carolina would never go hungry. Today, that commitment is stronger than ever. Our leaders, our staff, our volunteers, we share the same vision to help people when they need it and work to ensure that they don't. This is Path to Ending Hunger, the podcast for the Food Bank of Central and Eastern North Carolina. Today, we'll look at how the friends of the Food Bank help us serve nearly 600,000 people in 34 counties. Hello and welcome to Path to Ending Hunger. I'm Amber Repinta. So this is a number that everyone here at the Food Bank knows all too well. In the 34 counties that the Food Bank serves in North Carolina, more than 750,000 people deal with hunger. So on this episode, we're going to find out who those people are and what is specifically being done to help the more than 750,000 people that are dealing with hunger and food insecurity. So our guests right now are Milagros Guzman, an outreach coordinator for the Food Bank. Milagros works with people from nine counties, from Johnston County, right down the road here, we're in Raleigh, uh, all the way to Duplin County, which is way down east in the state. Also with us is Jessica Slider-Witcher, Director of Communications for the Food Bank. So thank you both for being here. I wanna start with you, Milagros. Give us the 30 second description of what exactly an outreach coordinator does here out the food bank? Um, A high level description of what we do is we partner with agencies in our counties. And what that means is we do trainings, we help them with their capacity and building capacity. We also um, help them with um, food safety training, which is super important when it comes to um, giving out food in the community. Because we were, we had talked about this earlier as well. It's not just handing out that food. It's making sure that you're you're handing out food that is at the right temperature. Because there's been a lot, there's been a movement to a healthier uh, food and, and a variety of food, and sometimes that means more perishable food as well. So is that some of the training that you all have to do and sa- food safety protocols? Yes, exactly. We also look at what they need um, and how we can help them. For example, we ask them if they need equipment. So we also offer refrigerators, um, other. Um, Um, things that they would need in order to have a successful food pantry and distribution. We also look at um, any training. So along with food training, there are also other trainings that we offer as well. Yeah, it sounds like that they need, it's a production line that needs a lot of infrastructure and you all are their guide through that because this operation you have here is tremendous. So um, you've got it down pat. So I want to talk with some of the organizations that you work with specifically, uh, the Episcopal Episcopal Farm Workers, Mexican, as well as the Mexican Guatemala Consulates. Um, tell us about those partnerships and how they benefit the people that you serve as well. In North Carolina, we are seeing a rising number of Latinx community members. We also are wanting to help that community. We are, um, we've done quite a few things to help. Last year, the food bank um, did a race equity training with staff and something that we're also doing this year with our partner agencies as well. And the reason why it's important is because, um, especially now during the pandemic, um, the Latinx community, as well as Black community here in North Carolina, are being affected more so than other communities. Um, our partnerships with a Mexican, with the um, farmer worker, Episcopal farm workers, and others are um, giving us that link in order to help and and be impactful in the work that we're doing. Um, 
Other things that we're doing, um, specifically the food bank is doing, is we have our what we call our food finder. Um, this is a site on our website that um, you can go and find a pantry near you, which is would be one of our partners. Um, this year we um, did that all in Spanish, and so that means as is for someone in North Carolina who needs to help and does not speak English, they can go quickly on the website. It's foodbankcenc.org slash comida, which means food, and they can look for a pantry right in their zip code. Um, those are the things that I think that are most impactful for the community, um, and we're, we're doing our best and learning as we go. Mm -hmm. It sounds like you said you guys did training. I know that in the news, uh, there, there's a lot of focus right now on racial disparities, inequities, um, but it sounds like you said you all trained about this and, and made it a focus long before this was making national headlines. Yes, and I'm proud to say that, you know, we're still learning and there's a lot to learn, there's a lot to do, but we're taking action items. Um, one thing about the website that I think that is important to remember is that not only are people able to um, learn, look for food pantries and other distribution sites in their language, it also gives us um, the, the data because when we look at our numbers, the 20% um, of traffic to our food finder site is to the comida site. So that's 500 individual visits to that site. And that's alarming, I think that, um, and the fact that, that the food bank is taking that as a goal in coming into the, to the next fiscal year and looking how ways we can um, better improve what we're doing and be more impactful um, shows our commitment, not only to the communities that we have been serving for the last 40 years, but also the new communities that are being building here in North Carolina. Mm -hmm. Really quickly, I want to get to this because you mentioned the Latinx community, especially in Eastern North Carolina. What are the specific needs? Um, it sounds like you're meeting that, that need with that um, on your site, just the, the specific commuter site, but are there more specific needs that public should know about? Yes, um, one of the things is not just um, having um, things the site translated, but we're also working on working with other Latinx par partner agencies. And what that means is having, um, we had our first orientation in Spanish where I onboarded a, a community in Selma, um, North Carolina. We also are um, doing um, translated documents so that we can not only meet the need of the Latinx community in the sense of, of information, but also it builds community builds partnership between the food bank and those agencies. Um, one more thing is that um, when we um, work with, um, I'm sorry, I wanted to say, um, working with the Mexican consulate, they were able to partner us, partner us up with a um, Mission Foods, um, which is they make um, tortillas and they make um, certain items that are um, popular within the Latinx community. And what's important about that is not just, you know, more food sourcing, but also we're sourcing food as culturally sensitive. And we know that that partnership is going to grow. So um, we're, we're happy that we're working not only with the Mexican and Guatemalan consulate, but also with the other um, organizations here in North Carolina. Well, when we come back, we're going to look at how the food bank is building solutions. That's one of the ways that you're doing it in those partnerships, particularly though, underserved communities with our guests, Milagros Guzman and Jessica Slider-Wichard, when we come back. Hey there, this is Vivian Howard from the PBS show A Chef's Life and Somewhere South. 
Growing up in Deep Run, North Carolina gave me an appreciation for local agriculture and traditional Southern food. But when I returned to Kinston to open a restaurant, it was clear to me many were struggling to find enough to eat on a regular basis, which is why I support the Food Bank of Central and Eastern North Carolina. They're working every day to nourish people and build solutions to end hunger. And they place a priority on distributing healthy and fresh food, including produce from right here in Eastern North Carolina. To find out how you can help, please visit our website, foodbankcenc.org. Welcome back. We are talking with Milagros Guzman and Jessica Slider Wichard at the Food Bank here. So Jessica, we want to talk about more marginalized communities. I know that Milagros spoke a lot about um, the Latinx and Hispanic communities in North Carolina. Let's talk about the other marginalized communities that the food bank's trying to reach. Sure, um, and it, it's something that when COVID-19 came around and we started talking about the folks who were gonna be made most vulnerable, we were able to look internally and see how that applied to us. And really what came to light is our senior citizens um, being a really highly community um, that's been marginalized. So these are folks who have um, health risks. They um, sometimes don't have transportation. They're living on a fixed income. So those are some other partnerships that we've taken a look at to try and figure out how to address. We're working with Meals on Wheels, who can do home deliveries, figuring out how to adjust our own federal nutrition programs to be able to get that food to people in their homes instead of having them congregate. Um, that was kind of a big one that we initially tried to figure out how to help support. Yeah, it's it's one I think that a lot of times doesn't come front of mind. So I'm sure uh, it's also something that this health crisis has helped to spotlight as well. Part of the food bank's mission is to build solutions and empower communities uh, along with that outreach that you talk about. So what does that mean for the organization's future, which the future it, it might have changed with COVID, right? Well, we, we want to ensure that we are finding solutions to hunger. We don't want to have to be here 40 years from now. Um, and Milagros really touched on that. Part of the, the things that we want to do is build trust with some of these communities that um, we can help support and build those solutions in. They don't need our power, but we can share the resources. We can share kind of the, the light that has been shined on the food bank for 40 years to really help show what could be possible in the future. Um, and that's something that we, we really want to highlight. Mm -hmm. Does it impact who you partner with? Because we've talked about there's more than 900 partner agencies that the food bank works with for that outreach for whether it's specific communities from seniors to children to the Latinx community. Um, now this um, education piece of the puzzle comes in. So does it make it more strategic for those partnerships for you all? I think it does make it more strategic. Um, you know, we, we're, we've talked about healthcare partnerships. Um, another area is education. You know, where can we partner with schools to try and help get food there and kind of remove some of the stigma from breakfast and lunch programs? Um, it really is, is broadening who we're able to partner with, where it makes sense, where we can get into kind of those root causes of hunger um, and really be a part of the conversation, um, you know, from a holistic standpoint. Mm -hmm. I want to talk about um, the response to crisis that the food bank um, does as well, because when you talk about building solutions, I guess I have a question about, let's say we have a lot of hurricanes and, and um, weather impacts us here in North Carolina a lot. Is that something that um, you have a different solution for? Because there's a lot of challenges to outreach when you're dealing with a natural disaster and trying to still feed folks that need it 
Sure. I think what we've seen is that it really um, showcases the need for that balance of emergent, emergency and urgent food relief while trying to build solutions at the same time. So when we think about things like natural disasters or this pandemic or even the government shutdown, it really highlights the inequities that exist. It really highlights how many people who may be working but are living paycheck to paycheck who need that food immediately from us. But what are those policies that we could get ourselves involved in from a conversational standpoint or from a, a standpoint of new partnerships to play the long game to make sure that you know if this happens again we don't have that urgent emergent need you know that maybe people are able to um, have some more funds in place uh, you know for crises like these or know where to go early on to be able to prepare their families yeah there's a lot of layers to the work that you all do here and you have to be so quick and nimble to respond I wanted to touch lastly on on the COVID response because you had mentioned something very interesting um, volunteers had to be stopped and and this is a nonprofit a, a tremendous nonprofit we hear right now uh, behind us if you're hearing noises there that it's a working warehouse they're loading uh, the food in and out uh, we're sitting in an education kitchen here where you all outreach to teach people about food um, but when you lost all those volunteers uh, when covid hit just um, tell us how quickly how you all were able to keep moving Sure. So volunteers normally um, double our staff. So we are absolutely reliant on them to, um, you know, take down bulk items that we may receive donated into family size things. So what we did was have to turn our operation to buying more of those products. Um, so we were able to find prepackaged boxes that volunteers wouldn't have to touch. Um, you know, we were able to to find things that were already in the community so that we wouldn't have to rely on volunteers to truck them out there. Um, and it, it took a lot of resources to be able to do that. I'm very thankful for the support that we had from the community that allowed us to be nimble in that way. Mm -hmm. And you get a lot of community support. When we return, we will talk about the impacts on those who do hunger relief work, and we will tell you how you can get involved. The Food Bank of Central and Eastern North Carolina has provided food for our friends and neighbors facing hunger in 34 counties for 40 years. Simply put, the Food Bank works every day to provide food to people in need while building solutions to end hunger in our communities. Through a network of more than 900 partner agencies, such as soup kitchens, food pantries, and shelters, they nourish families, children, and seniors living with food insecurity. Through education and programs, the Food Bank empowers communities to overcome hunger, creating an environment where all North Carolinians thrive. Find out how you can help by visiting foodbankcenc.org. That's foodbankcenc.org. Welcome back. You're listening to Path to Ending Hunger. A lot of people who work in nonprofits it's a labor of love. It is a passion. It is a calling. So how do you both keep your passion without being consumed by it? Because this is a, it seems like it, the need is just so great. And sometimes it can really try on your heart. How do you avoid that? I think for me, um, it's knowing that a lot of our strategies are starting to work. Um, so ahead of the pandemic, we saw our numbers between 2018 and 2016, the numbers of people facing food insecurity had gone down. Um, and so knowing that those pieces are in place and just continuing those partnerships and, and outreach and the conversations um, around root causes, around equity, um, it's working. And, and even though we've seen the spike now, you know, because of the pandemic, we, we've got the tools in place um, and, and we can just keep utilizing 
recognizing them and keep making progress. Um, and that's that's what's helping me. Mm -hmm. The victories are in the numbers for you. Of course, COVID has thrown a curveball on so many levels and so many industries. So um, we're going to learn from that. But um, how how about you, Milagros, as well? How do you how do you I guess feel that this doesn't you know you don't get discouraged? Stay optimistic. Well, I am optimistic because we are in the middle of a pandemic and yet we have so many folks out there in North Carolina doing the work. And when, that's what keeps me going. Every day I talk to my partner agencies and they'll tell me about what they're doing and they're excited. They are proud of what the work they're doing. And the fact that I have a, a part in that makes me feel really good and it keeps me going. Yeah. We always, I teach my children, focus on the good, focus on the people helping. And that has been a, a huge part of getting a lot of people through this. And you all do such amazing work helping. Now, uh, if someone's listening and they want to get involved with the food bank or, or some of the partner agencies, tell us, tell us what they need to do. Um, we are still accepting volunteers. You know, we're taking safety uh, precautions really seriously, but um, if folks want to be able to give their time, they can go to foodbankcenc.org slash volunteer. Um, monetary support, food support is always helpful. Um, but I would say the number one thing really is the advocacy, talking about, you know, the fact that hunger really can impact anybody um, and that resources are out there. But these are issues that we can actually address and that we can change in our country. And talking about hunger relief in that way, I think, is really important important in this community. Mm -hmm. Milagros, and, and for you, uh, we talked about spreading the word, letting people know it's okay if you need help. Take it. It's there. It's what you're here for, right? Yes. And one thing to um, go, go along with um, um, Jessica said is that um, talking to your neighbors about hunger is important. Voting in mind, thinking about hunger is important. Um, and we're here to help. Um, so for you, do you feel like um, the more we talk about it, the less of a stigma there is um, in taking the help? Yes, I think that um, we bring hunger to the forefront. And I think it's important um, not only for talking about it in our, with our neighbors, but also having it in mind when it comes to voting. Um, advocacy is important. Um, si usted necesita ayuda, pueden ir a nuestro Food Bank Facebook y ahí pueden encontrar la link para ir y encontrar ayuda para ustedes. Mm -hmm. There's help on so many platforms from the food bank. I am not a native Spanish speaker, but I'm pretty sure that's what we want people to know. And there is no shame or fear if you need help. There really isn't. And that's what you're here for. That's absolutely right. We want to be able to take the stigma out of it. We want to build that trust and make sure that if folks need the resources that they're here and they're available and it's okay to use them. Yeah, well, more than 750,000 people are dealing with hunger and food insecurity, and we are so thankful that you all are here to help uh, to, to solve the problem. Part of the Food Bank's mission uh, is serving our communities, and you do it so well and, and on so many different levels. So we thank you uh, for, for what you do. To, to ending hunger. So thank you both, Milagros Guzman and Jessica slider Wichard. I can't thank you enough for being our guest today. And thank you so much for listening. I'm Amber Rapinta. This has been Path to Ending Hunger, the podcast for the Food Bank of Central and Eastern North Carolina. Thank you for listening and for caring. At the Food Bank, our doors are always open. Perhaps one day they won't have to be. Until next time. To find out how you can help, please visit our website, foodbankcenc.org.